You don't know what you're talking about, do you? Sir? I said, you don't know what you're talking about. You're the big man, I think. Hey, everybody. It is Wednesday, August 30th. Get a late start today. Went out last night. Had a great dinner, some 18-year-old scotch, and went to see James Taylor. Which was pretty interesting. Good concert, good show. Uh, the logistics went down without a hitch. Sometimes getting in and out of a venue can be problematic. But welcome everybody to the contest. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. This is Rudy's Revelation. Today, uh, for the next 30 minutes, we're going to talk about the news. Uh, Today in the news, I should say, going on in the news, is the left-wing fantasy conjured up by two never-Trump or conservative professors disqualifying Trump using the 14th Amendment. It's just another attempt election interference but a lot of the left are jumping on the bandwagon and if he gets disqualified in just one state that could destroy his chances of winning so that's why the left is doing it also a colorado middle schooler i guess got in trouble for having a gadsden flag patch on his backpack and was ordered to remove it because a teacher thought it was racist the Gadsden flag, that's the yellow flag with the snake. It says, don't tread on me. It's a revolutionary flag. It had nothing to do with slavery. Also, we've been waiting for this, but wow, the Los Angeles Times is reporting or making a suggestion for Lahaina native residents. Just move away, move to the mainland. It's too much trouble, tourism won't come back. Just take the money and run, just do it. It's a dream of islanders to go to the mainland, live in the mainland. And they're proposing Las Vegas, (laughs) of all places, wow. Anyway, I'll be talking about these stories and more, uh, getting into a lot more news for this day, Wednesday, August 30th. 2023. Let's get into the news. This week, uh, the first story up is this week, from this week, the publication this week, could the 14th Amendment be Trump's undoing? And this is a contributing editor, Harold Moss, from Tuesday. Lawrence Captain is challenging former President Donald Trump's eligibility to run For the White House, again, arguing that Section 3 of the Constitution's 14th Amendment bars him from holding public office. Engage, we went over this before, engage in insurrection. It wasn't an insurrection, so that makes the whole point moot. Could the 14th Amendment keep Trump off Michigan ballots? And this is from MLive or MichiganLive.com. And they argue a similar thing. As Donald Trump seeks the presidency for a second term, those looking to keep him from the ballot are employing a different sort of tactic, the 14th Amendment. It's, 
It wasn't an insurrection, and it certainly wasn't an armed insurrection, but we shouldn't really care about the facts. So the Los Angeles Times also has a column, and this column is back, I think, from the beginning of August, the middle of August. Two conservative scholars say the case isn't close. The Constitution bars Trump from running again. Again, it's based on if January 6th was insurrection, which it was not. Wasn't on, It really needs to be armed to be a serious insurrection. Wasn't armed. Flagpoles does not constitute arms. Second of all, um, well, I, that is mostly so that disqualifies the even notion that you're going to use the 14th Amendment. That's the only way. So you could certainly argue, but the FBI said it was an insurrection. And I don't really trust the FBI, but um, in this case, they're correct. It wasn't an armed insurrection. Some people had firearms, but not in, in the case you think. Most of them were uh, police officers or in law enforcement, and they're required to carry their firearm at all times. In most cases, the other thousand examples of people being armed is like Jacob uh, Chansley, whatever the, the Q, QAnon shaman, same thing. He was carrying around a flag. That's not considered armed. So again, even the Atlantic admits that the 14th Amendment fantasy and talks about the 14th Amendment won't save us from Donald Trump because that's true. They know that it's a non-starter and all these legal cases really are because they don't, they don't provide a case. All these indictments, you can indict a ham sandwich as the saying always goes. And so indictments don't mean anything. They're never gonna be able to prosecute these cases. That's why they all have to be done before the election so they could do their damage. It doesn't matter if he's convicted or not. They think bringing the case will do the damage to Donald Trump. Fox News reports Dems cl Dem claims that Trump is disqualified by 14th Amendment, not going to fly, ex-Clinton scandal prosecutor. Exactly. So even Fox News and a Clinton prosecutor say that it's, you know, there's no legal basis for doing so. National Review reports on our next story, which is this thing, a dust-up about the Gatson flag. So um, let me just read the National Review. It's only a matter of time, really, the Equal Opportunity, oper the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has ruled that displaying the Gatson flag in the workplace, the yellow flag with the words, don't tread on me, um, below a coiled rattlesnake may be punishable racial harassment. The Washington Post reported, and I'm going to get to that article in just a second, but on January 8th, 2014, a complainant filed a formal complaint which alleged that agencies subjected him to discrimination based on their race, African-American, and in reprisal for prior EEO activity when, starting in 2000, uh, the fall of 2013, a co-worker repeatedly wore a cap to work with the insignia and the Gadsden flag. Complainant stated that the and this is the legal basis, this is the case which makes this teacher's accusation applicable. Complainant stated that he found the cap to be racially offensive to African-Americans because the flag was designed by Christopher Gadsden, a slave trader and an owner of slaves. He was a representative of South Carolina. I think he was an assemblyman. Um, he was a government official of South Carolina 
which um, at the time of the colonies did use uh, slaves, chattel slavery to harvest cotton. Um, so maybe he was a slave owner, but because everything a slave owner does is not matter, and you have to listen to the reasoning here, is not a racially offensive thing just because it was owned by a slave owner, because actually the war for independence and liberty is what the Constitution is based on, and even in this country now, African-Americans have civil rights, every man is created equal, so that includes a black man. That's how the Constitution is interpreted, at least today, whether somebody owns slaves, because in revolutionary times, not that I agree with this principle, it was just a given that African or people of African descent were not equal to whites, subhuman, I guess you could say. I don't agree with that, but that was the feeling of the day. And it was undisputed until the Civil War. And Christians, it started in Christian circles, and it started with the whole idea of liberty, actually, way back in the 1600s in England. But I'm not going to digress too further into that. I mean, it's, it's individual liberty and, and, and sovereignty, and that was the whole individual sovereignty of, of the citizen, not the subject, because they were getting out from monarchism. And then all men were created equal, but all men were created equal to a point. At first, it was just the learned landowner, and then later to every, everybody else. So you have to understand it in the context, is that even when democracy and the sovereign individual, the thought of, of the liberty for the individual was even being discussed, of course, it was just for the intellectuals, not the serfs. That included white people. So the New York Post. But that's not the way we look at democracy or the sovereign individual or the citizen today. That's the reason we, we don't have to rehash the Civil War. So the New York Post reports Colorado middle schooler kicked out of class for don't tread on me patch. The teacher claims originated with slavery. Uh, did not originate with slavery. It had nothing to do with slavery. The flag was designed for the Revolutionary War effort to become an independent nation based on some principles for the sovereign individual, liberty for the sovereign individual. Based on these principles, they wanted to found a new nation that was separate from the monarchy. The reconstituted monarchy is actually a constitutional monarchy because the parliament was in the 1700s, was already existed in various forms. So the 12-year-old student at Vanguard School was ordered to remove the patch of the flag, which featured a coiled snake and the phrase, don't tread on me, as a yellow background. Before he was allowed to return to class, according to the footage of the meeting between the child's mother and administrator posted to X, the administrator at the public charter school tells the boy's mom that he cannot display the patch due to the flag's origins with slavery and the slave trade. However, the mom replies that the Gadsden flag are origins actually to be traced to Revolutionary War, not slavery, which, go look, and we're going to look in just a second. I mean, I hate to rehash this. It's like taking anything else out of history. So the Confederate flag, you can, and it hasn't always been, it was considered the rebel flag and was displayed by people ignorant 
of its cause to slavery, but it was the rebel flag, and the you have to understand the Civil War, the South seceding had a lot of different reasons for that happening. And the reason they wanted to end chattel slavery also in the North, where there was another reason for that that people don't talk about. So the Revolutionary War flag had nothing to do with slavery. It didn't represent slavery. The, the designer of the flag, who was a politician in the South, and I guess did own slaves, but was... <laughs> The flag and its meaning, which didn't have anything to mean with slavery, actually became separate from Gadsden. The only reason it's referred to the Gadsden flag is because he designed it. But it went on to sub, uh, to be a Navy flag, and John Paul Jones, who was the leader of the Navy at the time, adopted it, and he wasn't a slave owner, so whatever. The son, seventh grader, ordered to remove iconic Revolutionary War Gadsden flag patch from his backpack amid claims that had origins of slavery. The historic flag showing a drawing of the stake and his words don't tread on me is the latest historic symbol to be rebranded as racist. He said, people, you know your history, so you know this flag is racist. If you really want to know your history, you have to know what kind of mind control you're under. And this is a communist, socialist, really postmodern tactic it's critical theory. You criticize everything as being against um, the new culture. Like Mao's cultural revolution. We have a new culture. It's better than the old culture. And everything that's not part of the new culture must be dismantled. And it's very successful for Mao. That's why people always talk about communism or Stalin. It's really what we're experiencing in this country is postmodern, but it's a neo-Maoist kind of, uh, you know, people are being re-educated in a neo-Maoist ideology. Gadsden flag meaning explain, the Chinese, you know, the communists, well, the Chinese are very racist, particularly to black people, the African, to people of African descent. Gadsden flag meaning explained as little boys alleged racist patch sparks crazy Twitter uproar. And so we don't even have to go to Wikipedia, which we will, this is where they lifted it from from Wikipedia, Gadsden intended the design to be a warning to Great Britain not to trample on the liberties of its subjects, which had already been established 100 years earlier during the English Civil War, which was for commoner rights. That's why you have all these refer references to commonwealth. And it, it is, you know, socialist in its nature, but we, I mean, we don't want to digress too much. South Carolina as noble and useful animal. Um, and then we could go on. I mean, you have it here in, in, in Wikipedia, the explanation of the Gadsden flag, which you could go in and re-edit it if you want. All you people think it's racist, but we already know if you know your history, you know what the Gadsden flag is. And it, it's real. It's, it's present iteration is tied to the Tea Party which was a neoconservative movement, but not the neoconservative, not a neocon per se, but it was really the new Republicans. It was blue-collar Republicans who didn't want to have anything to do with corporatism, but wanted to reinstall constitutionalism and the rights that it provides for everyone, including African-Americans. It's not racist. It's not 
you're, you mix the two. It's more, it's a, it was a more libertarian branch of conservatism or of the Republican Party. So, but also there was a point where the Gadsden flag was adopted um, by an LGBT uh, community. Um, it was around the time of the, um, uh, sorry, the, the protests that were uh, the bank protests of Occupy. In any case, we're not going to get too much into that. I mean, you could look into the origins yourself or, or go to Wikipedia, but I just have to say is that's the, the nature or the meaning of the Gadsden flag is, um, you could say, extreme, extremely libertarian. So not quite anarchism, but liberty at all costs. And the founding of the flag or the design of the flag was uh, specifically for nation independence, national sovereignty from England or King George, I think it was second at the time. Don't tread on me, man. Don't tread on our rights. And it was, again, it was extending the rights given to the commoners under the Magna Carta, et cetera, and the rep and government representation in parliament Etc. Not to mention it was all driven by the merchant class who were the rich banks that were lending to the king. They helped forward the movement of anti-monarchism. And now the corporations just want to be the new kings. But it's, that's another history lesson, uh, crazy history lesson. So the Los Angeles Times, in their third uh, featured story here, the Los Angeles Times Maui resident considered the unthinkable Las Vegas the ninth island. And Jaweed Kaleem and Sandia Kamblabapa, uh, they write this insepid undermining of native uh, Maui, native Hawaiians uh, in Lahaina to just... Go to the main, and now it's time to go to the mainland. You'll get, uh, what is it, 40 acres and a mule? <laughs> Come on. And people don't look at history. The genocide of, of the people in Maui and Lahaina is very similar to what settlers did with the Indians and with the help of the U.S. government in a lot of cases. Um, but then also the promises of 40 acres and a mule. But you could go to Las Vegas. It's great. Get, get out of the expensive property. Take the money. And that's the whole point of the fire. The people that survived, it's going to be pushing to take the money. Before the fire, the median monthly rent in Lahaina for a two-bedroom apartment was 171 above the 1450 she paid in low-income housing development. Whatever. It doesn't matter what the argument is. The reality is, is native Hawaiians should be settled in Lahaina and they should make up the government of Lahaina and they should not ha they should have modest touristy whatever they want but it Lahaina for Lahainans I guess or Hawaiians Lahaina for Hawaiians should be the slogan in other news semaphore uh, reports the Washington Post lays off staff from each tech arm not surprising they saw they're so bad. They're being propped up. And Semaphore is being propped up. <laughs> CNN Politics and CNN just got a new CEO. I think he's the executive from BBC. Smuggler with ties to ISIS helped migrants enter U.S. from Mexico, raising alarm bells across the government. So prepare for more Islamist attack, Islamist 
Islamic militant attack, perhaps, or as the leftists always do because they control the Islamicists, is they'll have just a terrorist attack just to get you on edge, but they'll blame it on, you know, Muslim fanaticism. Um, but it's just another, it's another shooting. They'll use it to demonize the Second Amendment. You know, oh, it's an Islamic attack. He got the gun legally, though, so we got to ban guns. Washington Post also reports um, he was arrested for a COVID joke. Uh, it was free speech court rules. Of course. I wonder what the joke was. It doesn't say. It says a coronavirus joke he made on Facebook. Yeah, and so, oh, he hurt, so he freaked somebody out because he used what what is basically known as truths surrounding certain diseases. Washington Post also reports uh, Greece struggles to contain Europe's largest wildfire on record. What do they talk about? They talk about the arsonists? Oh, no, they don't. Because Forbes writes, Greece arrests arsonist scum as historic wildfires leave 21 dead. I think there were 79 people arrested. This is from Messenger News. Back in the U.S., there will be a massive test of the emergency alert system this fall. Here's what you need to know. Text messages will be sent to all TVs, radios, and mobile phones. Here you go. They're testing for the new world order and the next calamity to come. And so, like they did after 9-11, there'll be different levels of alert. Oh, it's a red alert, yellow alert. Be on alert. See something, say something. Don't think. See something, say something. (laughs) Don't think about it. Just rat on your neighbor. This guy was sneezing outside. Uh, Okay, they go into the story. We we know what it is. Is is their exact date? Wednesday, October 4th at 2.20, right when the Russian nuclear attack will be happening. Uh, New York Post, uh, Biden, NIH NIH pick, which is the replacement for Fauci, slapped with four medical malpractice claims, including wrongful death. (laughs) That's That's exactly who they want. I hope I didn't run a little long. I'm a little uh, shaky this morning, slept in. Um, Sorry for the late post, but went to saw... Went to see James Taylor to see a concert. I was going to go to Cheap Trick tonight, but Cheap Trick, I think it was Cheap Trick and Rod Stewart. But I try to do things that are free. I try to eat for free, go see shows for free. Don't spend the money. I could, you know, if I really wanted to, I could. Anyway, that's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment down below. Follow my other website, libpop.org. And sorry we didn't have an episode of Tuesdays with Perry uh, this week, but I went to see the show last night. So, anyway, see you tomorrow. This is conspiracy. Come on, man. I ain't finna go Alex Jones level with y'all, man.